Good morning, it's Tuesday, May 8, 2012, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page this morning. Putin returns to presidency in Russia. Political tumult engulfs Greece a day after vote. And, for a blunt Biden, an uneasy supporting role. In this morning's national headlines, liberal donors will spend big on grassroots. Freight train late in Charlotte? Blame Chicago, and contributions and their intent are the focus at John Edwards' trial. In this morning's business headlines, Amazon plans its next conquest, your closet. AMC said to be talking to possible Chinese buyer, and jury hands Google mixed verdict on Oracle copyrights. More business stories to come, as well as more national and international news, a roundup from the sports page, and the opinions of New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is written from Moscow. It's titled, Putin Returns to Presidency in Russia. In the lustrous, vaulted throne room of the Tsars, Vladimir Putin on Monday reclaimed the Russian presidency. A 30-gun salute cracked over the eerie quiet of the city, and Russia's defense minister returned to Putin the black suitcase that contains the controls to a vast nuclear arsenal. Outside the Kremlin walls, Putin announced his return in another way. The police swept boulevards and squares, detaining anyone they saw wearing white ribbons, the symbol adopted by anti-Putin activists. Camouflaged riot police officers charged into cafes and restaurants in search of protesters, in one spot sending cups and glasses flying. Once in police custody, young men were referred to draft offices. The clampdown underlined the challenge ahead of Putin, who, even as the sweeps were taking place, promised to expand Russians' rights and freedoms, as well as their direct participation in government. Though he had handily won presidential elections in March, Putin, 59, faces a rising generation with no recollection of the Soviet system that shaped his worldview. They do not fear the state, and they're apparently prepared to fight for power from below, said Alexander Rahr, a Russia expert with the German Council on Foreign Relations. He sees himself as a historical figure already, a man who prevented the collapse of the country, Rahr said. The problem is, now he has to meet the real demands of people who are all 30 years younger than him. The eve of Putin's inauguration brought violent clashes between the police and protesters. A buoyant march on Sunday turned violent after radical activists tried to break through a police column, apparently in an effort to reach the Kremlin. Police officers charged into the crowd trying to drag out people they thought had pelted them with smoke bombs and rocks and beat them fiercely, some with nightsticks. Putin's spokesman Dmitry Peskov said he would have liked to see the police crack down harder. By Monday evening, more than 700 protesters had been detained, although some were released almost immediately. Up until now, all was peaceful, said Alexei Yeryomin, 40, an art director for a magazine. But the first blood has been spilled, and knowing the Russian character, the situation will now be unpredictable.